Hi guys and welcome back to the Stoop Tea. So my name is Rosa Enid. And I am Liz Santana. Welcome back, guys. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I always feel so, like one of us says welcome like 20 times. <laughs> right? It's true. No, we both say welcome. Because we just want to we want people to feel welcome. Like, yeah, come. Sit down. Let's let's talk. <laughs> please excuse me. I am a very fidgety person. The mic is very close to my face and my mouth and my hands. And I'm also Latina. We speak with our hands and (laughs) we move. I sometimes slap the mic a couple of times and I move a lot. So you guys may hear it. Yeah. So let's jump right into it today. Toxic co-parenting traits. Ooh, that's a tough one. That is, I know like a lot of people may resonate with this topic or it may trigger some people. (laughs) I know it triggers me. I know a lot of people do the co-parenting thing. I think even my parents did it. They separated. We didn't live in the same state as my dad. Like we moved away. So every summer we would come, me and my brother would come to New York and spend it with my dad. So that was kind of like co-parenting. Co-parenting has been happening for a really long time. Co-parenting has become definitely more common now. Like it was common. It was, I mean, it was known about back then, you know, but I don't know. I feel like it's growing I, Growing up there. You had a lot more friends that um, lived with both parents as opposed to now, like almost everybody has a stepdad, a stepmom or they're co-parenting yeah you know what I mean or they live with mom or dad that's okay there's nothing wrong with that you know what I mean I feel like when it comes down to the separation of it like when two people separate a lot of the times most of the time people leave with resentments kind of like in our last episode there's resentments in both on both parties when there's resentment right behind it comes like spiteful actions some people will tend to like be like you know what I want you to hurt the way you made me hurt you know and a lot of the times that's like the women um and when there's children involved it becomes a little bit more dangerous a lot of women um what they do is they don't think about like they get blinded by their hurt and their their feelings and they don't really consider the benefit of their children when two people separate and there's children involved I feel like And this is the way I'm going to go throughout this entire episode. I feel like there's ways to be able to go about it. And there's ways to um, um, address each other to always make sure that the benefit of the child always comes first. I think that when people separate and there's kids, like you said, there's a lot of drama still. There's a lot of feelings that are hurt, you know, obviously it was like people were in love. The relationship didn't work out whatever the reasons were, people still hold on to those grudges and those feelings. And sometimes they get so um, wrapped up in their own, in their own emotions and being selfish that they take out or they take actions and do things that will affect other people just to spite that person. You said this in our last episode, but once you have kids, it's not all about you. You have to really think about your child first and what's going to benefit them. And it's okay to be separated. Like it's honestly sometimes better to have your kids grow up in with the parents being divorced in separate homes over being together because when they're in a home together with two people who hate each other, it'll just create a toxic environment. Right, right. It's best for them to be split. However, you guys should put in place 
certain rules and things. It's kind of like when you're in a relationship and you tell your partner, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. This is what I like, uh, or this is what I want to happen while- Or this is what I will accept and what I won't accept. Exactly, with co-parenting. And especially a lot of times, once people separate, one of the people gets a new partner. And that can be triggering to the other one, especially yes. that other person hasn't moved on. So they do a lot of things to be spiteful because they're upset about it. But you have to think like one conversation that should happen the first time that you guys break off is, hey, I'm not comfortable with you introducing my child to another woman or to another man, unless it's a serious relationship, you know? Right. And- Right. Because a lot of people, I feel like sometimes are serial daters and rush into relationships so fast and introduce their children to all these different. Ooh, that's a nice term. I like that term. That's interesting. Serial daters. You're a serial <laughs> dater. You're a very serial dater. Yeah. I uh, know a few <laughs> girls that are like, can't be. They can't be alone. They can't be alone. They always, they're always like with somebody. Like, exactly. Didn't just go away, but no, we had you get. Okay. Okay. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> That's how I've done that. Sometimes I'm like, I can't even keep up with the boy. How many boyfriends you have? Like, I get or lost. They'd be like, Oh, hey, this is like, and I'm like, Hi, hi. I try not to say your name because I don't want to fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mess up. Like, you don't oh, want to hey, say the wrong thing. Oh, right. so like, how was like, that trip? I wasn't with him. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's people that do serial dating, especially even after a divorce and you just kind of want to set those boundaries. If you're not comfortable right. with a child meeting all these people, talk to your partner and say those things. But once they do have another relationship with someone, your child will eventually have to meet this person and you have to be okay with that. Well, and you can't just start drama or start trying to pick fights or, or pinning your child against this other person. Funny thing that you say that. So um, I have a funny, well, it's not a funny story. It's not a funny story at all, actually. My best friend, um, when they separate, they separated before she found out they were pregnant. But they, you know, I guess they were like, you know, they were still trying to wiki wiki. And um, they conceived a child after they broke up. He wanted to fix whatever it is had been broken. They were together for five years. So he wanted to fix whatever broke between them because... He's like, you know, I grew up without a dad. I don't want my child to grow up without a dad. Like, I want to be there for my kid. And his idea of that was being together, forming a family with the mother of his child. And I could tell you that this man, I'm not saying he's perfect, but I can say that this man attended every um, hospital, every doctor's appointment that this woman had. And he was actively there. If she said that she needed something for the baby, he got it. He did like, he threw a $10,000 baby shower. And I know because I was the one that helped him plan it. He like, he went all out. He did what he had to do. I feel like she took a lot of action um, to not let him be there because she was hurt. You know what I mean? She was, whatever happened between them, she was hurt. She was, you know, she was hurting and she definitely just, she's like, no, you know, this is the way I'm going to get back at him kind of thing. During the entire pregnancy, he's trying to be there and she's fighting back at it. So she's not, she would let him go to the doctor's appointments and stuff, but that was about it. Now, fast forward to when she has the baby, he was there in the hospital present. She, I believe she had a C-section. He helped take care of her. You know, he assisted her in the 
in the um birth and everything and you know while he was in the hospital he gives me a call and he's like yo god's here like i just have a question i you know i need to know um when the baby is born does the hospital give you any paperwork for you to fill out and i'm like of course you know that's 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 the information that's gonna go on the child's birth certificate and he's like because you know they gave her a folder and they told her about it but now the red folder is not on the table and uh, you know i, I just want to make sure and i'm like well she can't hand it in until you sign. And I know that because that happened with my son. When, when I had my son, I couldn't hand in the paperwork without his, fa- his biological father signing. So when she didn't sign, she, uh, she signed all the paperwork and she gave it in. She didn't ask him to sign because she didn't write on the paperwork his last name because out of spite, she wanted to give the child her last name. And she wanted to keep him completely off the paperwork. He asked the nurse in the hospital. He's like, hey, um, where's the paperwork? I need to sign it. The nurse, instead of giving him the paperwork, she went and she asked the child's mom for permission. I don't know if that's the what she had to do. Anyway, because the nurse did that, it caused an argument between the two of them. And she basically told him, like, no, I decide whether your name goes on there or not. And I don't want your name on there. Mind you, like I said, he was there throughout the entire time. Like he was actively in the appointments and trying to be there. She decided that she didn't want him there. So there were decisions that she made that she's like, nah, I don't want him to be there for what, or I don't want him to live with me, or I don't want him to, you know, whatever. And, you know, she complained to him about her being lonely, about her going through this by herself, but she also didn't allow him to be there. So she, you know, she started arguing with him in the hospital. Long story short, he didn't put his hands on her at all, her or the baby. Like my best friend, he's six foot two. He's like this big doofy dude. And he's just like, he will, he would not hurt a fly. She told the hospital, she called, she made the hospital call security. And she told the hospital that he was a threat to her and her child. And she got him kicked out of the hospital and he was not able to sign the papers for his kid. And all he wanted to do was sign the papers so that he could, you know, he could be there for his kid. He wanted to show that he's like, I'm not going anywhere. This is my kid. I'm going to be there. In 90% of the cases, you have the woman chasing after the man because a woman wants, is pleading the man to be there. In this one case, you have the woman pushing him out and he is wanting to be there. And this is a topic that is really not spoken about. Like a lot of men um, really want to be there for their babies and for, for their kids. And there's a lot of toxic baby mamas out there and I'm sorry to say it but it's true like it's and it's a it's an unspoken like it's an unspoken topic like people don't talk about it because on social media you see these moms bashing their baby daddies and they're just like going off and saying oh you're not there you don't give me money blah 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 nine times out of the ten it is about money it is about financials and granted I get it because I'm a mom like you 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 need that financial help and that you know you need that but raising a kid is not only about money Long story short, um, my best friend had to re-up with the lawyer. He had to go through. And I told him, I'm like, yo, go to court, open the case. Like, you got to get this done. And his lawyer um, pushed him as well. His lawyer, lawyer oriented him to do the make the correct steps so that he could start petitioning to see his daughter. Because she was not going to let him see his, his kid. After, you know, after all the work that he has been through, two years down the line, he finally gets um, visitation rights every other weekend. I'm telling the story. Because I want to say this, this person, this lady, right? And I'm talking about her because it's an, she's the perfect example. This lady decided to have a child with a man that she had already broken up. 
up with, number one. Number two, you decide to keep the child and he tells you, you tell him about it and he makes it very clear throughout. He not only tells you, but makes it very clear throughout the entire pregnancy that he's going to be there for his kid. Mm -hmm. He ain't going anywhere. And you deliberately time and time, time in and time out, try to sabotage him, his relationship with his kids. She's just being selfish. There, she's got issues that she needs to work being, on. I think she's being stupid. I, I think, think she looks stupid. Yeah. Because I feel like if you had, if you had enough, and in Spanish, I should not say this, but I'm gonna say it because this is Spanish in me. Si tú tuviste el tiempo suficiente para acostarte y de abrirlo para crear un hijo, and what I'm saying in Spanish is for all those people that don't speak Spanish, if you had the vaginal area <laughs> big enough to lay down and open it to make a kid with this man have it big enough to accept everything that's coming in now to be able to make a relationship with this man and allow him to be in his kid's life because in court before you even start they have to do a dna test and the baby is 99.9 percent his you slept with this man made it while you guys were broken up you made a child decided to keep the child decided to also co-parent because once you decide to keep a kid with someone you are making the conscious decision uh, spoken or unspoken you are making the conscious decision to co-parent with that person for the rest of your living life i'm i'm not a mom yet eventually i want kids but i do have a lot of friends or family that do have kids. And I've seen a lot of, um, as you say, like people that are separated, not together with kids. There's also, I've also seen, you know, women who are single without kids that get into relationships with men that do have kids. And they're also co-parenting because they're in that relationship as the parent. So they go through a lot of things. A lot of times the baby mama does not want anything to do with this person. They could be, they could be a good person, you know, taking care of the child and everything, but they're dealing with the stress of this woman hates me because I'm the new girlfriend, you know? Right. So there's, there's or they that. stop letting the dad take the kid because they're like, oh, well, I guess not gonna be around nobody. I don't know. Yeah, I know. And I've seen it where they start like talking bad to their kids about the new one. <sighs> Don't get me started on that one. I will never let you finish. This podcast is not in. I had a friend who the little girl asked her, like, what is it my mom not like you? My mom says you're mean to my friend. Like, yeah, the little girl asked her, she's like, my mom says that you're mean. Why why does my mom say that? But you see, kids are smart because when the... The child is obviously saying that because she's not experiencing that. She's asking that question because she's like, well, my mommy says that you're mean, but I don't think that you're mean because when I come over, you're not mean to me. Mm-hmm. So why does my mommy say that? Clearly, they're now clearly in that specific situation, the mom is causing confusion to the like she's causing her child to be confused because she's putting something in the child's mind that doesn't really fit. Mm-hmm. So what, what she's doing there, she's manipulating, manipulating the child and poisoning the child. Like if she was another person or another kid, another kid would be like, well, you're mean. I, I don't want anything to do with you. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to interact with you. Like, I'm just going to make your life a living hell. Because kids are smart enough to, to make those kind of decisions. If we're co-parenting, and I've always said this, if you're going to bring someone else into my kid's life, I'm not going to be poisoned by it. I'm not going to be negative about it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if I'm not with you, I can't expect you to stay single for the rest of your life just as much as I, you can't expect me to stay single for the rest of mine. Out of respect to my child, I'm not going to bring somebody into my kid's life if I don't feel like that person is going to be there permanently. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, because you never know, but at least for a while. Unless this is going somewhere and this is serious, you don't need to meet my kid. You don't need to meet my kids at all. As a parent, I'm going to I'm going to tell them, look, I want to bring this person into our kid's life, but I would like for you to meet them first because I feel like that keeps a respect towards my child, but it also keeps a respect to their other parent. Yeah, not because they're going to be best friends. No, I don't want you. No, you're not supposed to be friends. Don't don't start. (laughs) But because it allows them to feel like if, if you know you're giving them that respect to say hey i'm acknowledging that you are the, the the other parent of my kid and i also am acknowledging that this person is I, I plan on bringing this person into our kid's life yeah. so i want you to meet that person just like for you to you know feel okay well i met that person and i, I know the face i spoke to that person you know and and you know i spoke my piece and i feel okay yeah, I feel like that helps diffuse any kind of like situation that could be going on. I mean, and once you meet the person, you you have your you judge their character and you really see, OK, do I like this person? Do I not? Am I comfortable with this person being around my child? Am I not? And you talk about it with the child's parent, the father or the mother, whoever. You know what I mean? Because when you meet someone, you can already tell like, oh, I like okay, that's a good judge of character to be around my child. Or no, I don't want this person to be around my child. As like co-parenting, number one, I want to, I'm not saying that I'm going to be best friends with that person, but I want to, I want us to reserve the right to introduce those people. I like other significant others to each other because um, they're going to be in our kid's life. So we're always going to share that, that, that per- little person that is going to always have a piece of us. And um, I watched this. I watched this Instagram family. They're called the Banks family, and Manny um, Banks. He's a YouTuber, and believe it or not, he his oldest daughter lives with him, but he co-parents with her mom. And the way that they co-parent, and they're young. They're all young. They're all like in their early twenties. The way that they co-parent, I really wish that everybody could co-parent that way, because you could clearly see because um, his child's mom his oldest daughter's mom um, has a partner and he has a partner and he has two daughters with that partner and his child's mom has a son with her partner and the way that they come together for for her birthday and the way that they consider being around each other for her on her days is beautiful like it is beautiful and the way that they meet each other and they talk to each other and they don't act like best friends they're not friends they don't go and like freaking have drinks together. No, they don't. But they do acknowledge and they understand the importance of coming together when it's Mizo's birthday, when it's Mizo's like whatever event that happens in Mizo's life that's going to is going to involve having both parents there and both partners there. They work it out and they make sure that it's all positive vibes and all positivity while they're there. I've met people 
that have done this and I'm no joke it 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 lights a fire inside of me and I just want to punch them I've met people that be like oh uh, my girlfriend got a son I, I ain't that I ain't that kid's daddy I don't mean him don't gotta make a relationship what mm-hmm. like can you imagine being in that situation horrible like I wouldn't even be with someone that like that because you have to pick a partner that's going to love your child. If they love you, they they have to love your child as well. Do you know the right. neglect that your child is going to feel from that relationship? It's horrible. And or the balance like, that you're going to have to um, have is not worth it. Is not worth it. Also, also the fact that that person's not going to understand you when it comes to making certain decisions because you're going to make decisions based on your child, and this person is not going to understand that. They're going to be like thinking oh you always put your kid first but you know Hello? people that are like that then should not be with someone that has kids so I do have another friend who but she has two kids she had gotten divorced mm-hmm. and she dated for a while before her kids even met anybody she got in a serious relationship he the person that she ended up matching well was with a person that had another child um and his child was around the same age as her kids And they kind of had that same um, trajectory of we got married young, straight out of high school, we had kids, and then we got divorced. And then for a while, and they both were doing co-parenting, both of them. Right. Dating, that was one thing that they bonded over and that made them you know, strong, stronger. They're married now and stuff, but they have a really healthy relationship of having their kids and still doing the co-parenting thing with the other person. Like, I think that's the healthiest, but to both of them, each other's kids, it's their child too. It's not like, oh, those are her kids. That's 100%. And it's like, this is our family. These are all my kids. My kids, right. And that's that's the way they should be spoken about because imagine being a parent and you know, like I just like I don't know. This is so tough. This is so touching to me because I have kids. Um, imagine being a parent and you like imagine somebody treating your kid different because and and you treating somebody else's kid different. You know what I mean? Like it. That's that's horrible. That is horrible. Like I, I'm gonna if I'm with someone and they have kids, I'm gonna treat them all the same mm-hmm. because I wouldn't want for my kid to go somewhere else and be treated any different. You don't want your child affected again another you know there's all these traits and things that people do and don't realize how much effect it has on their kids and their mental health until they're older you know and then and then your kids all like they can't even lead like healthy relationships because they just that's not what you taught them that's not how that's not what they learned you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it's horrible it really is certain traits that my mom had that weren't healthy, how she treated my dad in a relationship, I picked those up. Um, and and I, I had to learn the hard way of like, this is not the right way to do things in a relationship. Like you, you have right. to, you have to act different. Um, you know, like when I'm mad, at, when she was mad at my dad, she wouldn't talk to him. She'd ignore him. She wouldn't cook for him. Like that's how he knew she was mad. And I always thought like, that's how you have to be when you're mad at somebody instead of actually just talking to your partner. So that's right. something I had to learn the hard way, but it just goes to show you how kids learn certain things from their parents. 100% true. 100% true. Yeah. I mean, look, my, my father used to drink a lot when I was younger and my mom 
my mom was a woman that she had before she met my father she had two older sons that were not his Mm -hmm. so um my father she did not want to she you know she felt like you know I already have two older sons that are not being raised with their father I don't want to have four kids that are not being raised with their father so my mom held on don't get me wrong I have a great relationship with both my parents now as an adult but um there's just certain things that I don't feel like I would put my kid through that I went through yeah that affects it affects it really makes a very big dent in 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 how you are as an adult Mm -hmm. and we are living examples of it yeah you You brought up a good point because it it reminded me of my brother a lot mainly because you know my dad used to drink a lot when we were younger obviously like our our dads used to get together and get drunk (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that was the thing to do on a on a freaking thursday in new york right thursday friday saturday sunday our parents would have parties together so our our dads would be the ones drinking the most but anyway (laughs) um my when my dad would get drunk he would like talk so much about how much he loved me and that I'm his favorite child. And he would cry about me or my accomplishments or whatever. And here you have my brother sitting right next to me and he's like hearing all this as an adult, I'm closer to my dad than my brother is like my brother's. um, And it affects my dad because my dad's like, Oh, he doesn't call me. He like, doesn't reach out to me as much. And it's like, well, he didn't have like the best, um relationship with you like I did growing up you know what I mean and and my brother's younger than me but he was like always in your he always made him feel like he was in your shadow or maybe he couldn't amount to the same things that you you did you know and he used to try to be do tough love with my brother when he would drink so I think that that affected my brother too um to me, I was, I used to try to protect my brother all the time. Like I'd be the protector sister. So sometimes I'd be like, oh, let's just go hang out in our room and not talk to dad when he's drinking. Cause I didn't want my brother feeling bad or, or upset. So I think, um, as an adult, I'm always, I'm always looking out for my brother or if my brother needs anything, I'm there to help out, you know? Right. I think I picked that up from being a young child. Then my, um, my brother, what he picked up was being distant from his father, not, not reaching out to him as much, you know, like, and, and my dad feels bad about it. Like my dad says, I don't know why he's the way he is. I don't know why he doesn't reach out to me, but it's like, sometimes parents don't realize or remember the things that happened when they were younger that caused their child to be the way that they are now. They don't remember they have parent brain. (laughs) Right. They do. It's true. It's true. So it is I don't know if you guys true. know, but uh, Liz and I had talked with um, when we did the episode with our friend Shira, we mentioned that sometimes we didn't include this in the episode, but we mentioned that sometimes parents have what's called um, parent brain or mommy brain. brain, where it's like you don't remember any of the hard times with your children when they were little. You only remember oh. all the good stuff. That goes out to my mother. She don't remember when she used to hit me with the chunk line, pull my hair, but I do. Okay. She don't remember, but I do. Okay. She's like, I never hit you like that. What? Yeah. Parent but, that's, that's, but that goes to show you too. Sorry, like sometimes you have to see like, especially when kids turn into like tweens or teenagers, they act different. They change their shit going on that parents aren't either talking to them about it or, you know, anything. 
You know, my mom was the type of person that if I disagreed with her, even as an adult, I have this problem with her. If I disagree with her on something, you're talking back to me and I'm your mother. You can't do that. And I'm like, no, you just look at them like, "Uh, no, I'm just sharing my opinion. Exactly. (laughs) I'm sharing my opinion because you're wrong and I'm right. Or I don't, we don't feel the same way. Right. So sometimes like, it's that thing of I'm the parent, I'm always right. And no, you hear your child um, out, see what's going on and, and what happened that, you know, that made them the way that they are. Really think about what choices you're making as a parent and how that's going to affect your child because it does. Every it single does. decision you make, every single decision you make affects your child. I know we're getting, we got super passionate in this episode, but it's it's important. I know you're a mom and it's really important to you and me. I don't have kids yet, but one day I do. And, and I, even without having them, I always think about that. Like what I already tried to make, like, am I going to homeschool my kids? Am I going to send them to a private school? Like I try to think of things that I think are going to be the best for my child. So I'm always, even though I don't have kids, I do think about these things and how the the economy or how things are right now and how that's going to affect my child if I have one, you know? So I I feel very strongly about this topic because I'm, I, I'm concerned and I always think everyone's priority should be their child. Even with my friends who have kids, I feel for them and I, and I see what they go through um, being a parent now, nowadays in 2021. <laughs> so um, yeah, this topic was, uh was, a strong one. And I know it's going to probably affect a lot of people. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys want to join the conversation with us, you guys can send us an email. So you can send us an email at ask us at stoopt.com. That's A S K at S T O O P T E A dot C O M. And, you know, share your feedback, share your thoughts, share an experience that you're going through, or if you need advice on a certain co-parenting topic, let us know. So yeah, well, that's pretty much it. And what else can, where else can they find us, Liz? They can also find us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram um, and YouTube at the Stuti. If you guys don't want to email us, you can definitely message us, send us a DM. Before we go, I did want to say one more thing. Um, I do see that a lot of people are following us on Instagram. And we really, I just wanted to say, we really appreciate all the support. We really appreciate it. We, 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 we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And yeah, just, you know, uh, thank you. And we love all of our followers. We love everybody that listens to us. And if you guys, like we mentioned before, I'll say it again. If you guys ever feel like you need to talk about someone or you need some genuine advice and you don't know who to turn to, you can always DM, DM us, email us, whatever. So thank you so much. And yeah, thank you for listening to us. Thank you guys. And I hope you guys all have a great day. Bye. Bye.